Not today, Bubba. Go get him, Bubba. Love you. Not today, Bubba. Just Gordy, Gordy, can I bother you for a second? Well, folks, before I break into an obnoxiously loud all right, folks, to get this show started, let me just go ahead and remind you that the Brilliantly Dumb Show is brought to you by Postmates. From an early morning breakfast burrito to a bottle of wine after work, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast. That's where Postmates come in. Now, promo code BROBIBLE. That's BROBIBLE. B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. No space. BROBIBLE. Gets you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. That's promo code Bro Bible for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days postmate that. Heart folks coming to you live. That is the 50th time I have busted into that. All right, folks, lungs are still hanging in there. This is the brilliantly dumb show. We do this here Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday, Tuesday after Friday. There was a time where it was just Tuesday. Folks, this is episode 50. Last time I checked, that's a milestone number. This is a milestone episode. I told you last week, nobody really gives a shit about 49. It just kind of preps you for episode 50. So what me and Grace Ibrahim did, as you all know, she is behind the glass on the ones and twos. We said, what's the best way to celebrate the show for episode 50? We thought maybe we bring in a big guest but then, you know, we're out of our studio, we're all quarantined, so the only way we could bring in the guests is if we Skype them. We really don't think that does any justice to the fans. So what we thought we would do is compile what me and Grace Ibrahim felt were the best bits we've produced on the show. Our top five bits we're going to play for you. And then as the kicker to close the show off, Instead of the Ask Bob segment, you're getting the Ask Grace segment, where fans filed in the Grace Ibrahim and asked their questions. There's always been this myth and question about the show that I always get, where is Grace? Are we going to see her? Is she actually behind the glass? So we said, you know what? Strap her up on the mic. Let her close this thing down for episode 50 here of the show. Another problem that we thought about was what are we going to do about audio? There was a time in the first couple episodes where we had to hang the microphone next to a coat hanger to keep it steady. So we literally just wrapped the coat hanger around and stuck it inside there to keep it steady. And we said, you know, the, the audio for the episode is going to be all off. Maybe so, but what it does is it kind of takes you through the start from having it in the coat hanger to now being in a studio, which we actually now cannot get back into thanks to the coronavirus. So here you go, folks. It's going to be the top five bits closed off then by Grace Ibrahim for the Ask Grace segment of the show there. I just want to say before I leave you that... Hell of a ride we've been on, ladies and gentlemen. Really had. I mean, if you told me after day one that we would have Michael B. Jordan on the show, Forrest Galante, the Navy SEAL Robert O'Neill, who shot Osama bin Laden, guest after guest, I tell you, you're crazy. But sure enough, here we are. This has kind of been, you know, with the fan base where it's like we're not huge. 
I guess you could say we're big, but we're not huge. And I've kind of enjoyed that because the fan base, it's like a little cult, you know? You know how Fish or like Pearl Jam, they have their cults? They just understand one another? Friends of the Pod on the Brilliant Dumb Show, I feel like we've just all kind of, it's a special bond. You know, that, that you, you you may lose a little bit when it gets huge. So I've really enjoyed this whole experience. For me, it's been life-changing. Hope you folks have enjoyed it just as much as I have. Here we go. We're going to take you through our favorite sports bit. Then four comedy bits closed off by Grace Ibrahim. Folks, thank you for being a part of this ride. Enjoy the show. So we're going to get things kicked off here with our sports segment. Now, I'm going to use this for the sports segment. I went on it. This is this is bizarre. I went on a couple dates with a gal out here from L.A. that I met through a friend of a friend. Really pretty gal that, I, to be quite frank, I got no business being on a date with. You know, people say, I think the word, what do they say, Grace? You outkicked your coverage or something like that. It was one of those. I get it. I understand. As my dad said, call a spade a spade. She had the upper edge on me. But we went on like two light dates. Just to feel it out a little bit. And it was going really good. We had a third. And she prefaced that at the end of the second, she said, I said, there's something I want to talk to you about on the third. We had already confirmed that we were bought into the, the three-day package. First one was good. I said, okay, let's, let's buy out the three-day package here. So after the second date, she said to me, she said, there's something I want to talk to you about on day three. I think she's going to do like the relationship talk or whatnot. So I'm getting all geared up for day three. Go out to day three. And I said, okay, you know, what, what was it that you wanted to talk about? She goes, so there's, there's something that I, uh, I wanted to be pretty open with you about. You know how I had been flying back and forth to Dallas the last couple months? I said, yeah. She goes, well, do you know the Dallas Cowboys? I said, yes. She goes, I'm, um, I'm kind of in like an open relationship with one of them. I said, I'm sorry? With the, 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 Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys? I said, may I, may I ask who? Okay, as I ask that, a text pops up on her phone. She shows me the phone. You ready for this? Dak Prescott. All right? This isn't, this isn't a, a, a guy on special teams here I'm dealing with, okay? <laughs> All right? This is the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I said, you're, you're, you're in an open relationship with Dak Prescott? Meanwhile, we're, we're, we're sharing a bowl of Brussels sprouts right now? Dak Prescott? I said, that's fucking incredible. And I thought she was going to think that I was going to be mad. Well, that, that is the coolest thing I've ever heard. She goes, well, oh, wow. She goes, you know, I thought you were going to be upset. I said, upset? What am I going to do? What's the punishment going to be? What am I going to drop him from my fantasy team to make him suffer? You think Dak Prescott gives a shit about me dropping him from his fam- my fantasy team? What am I going to be upset about? I think that's fantastic. Now, moving forward, maybe we could you know, work out some type of deal where maybe Dak gets you on home games when he's on the road. That's when I come into play. I, let's work this out here. I'm very open to options here. Should I hop on the line with Dak and try and work something out with him? It, it, I, I, mean, I couldn't believe it. It was him. It was Dak Prescott. Look, he's not a top five quarterback in the league, but he's on his way. 
This is the Dallas Cowboys we're talking about. He's not the place kicker here just making sure the laces are out every Sunday. This guy's got to know the whole fucking playbook. This is a starting quarterback here for Jerry Jones. This is amazing. You know, it's kind of like divorced parents where we're kind of splitting time between the kid. You know, you take her on the home games. I'll, you know, I'll get the, I'll get it, I'll get it on the road. I thought it was awesome, but then I said, "Can I just ask you a question? What does Dak Prescott have that I don't?" And I was joking. I, I was like totally joking. She goes, "Well, first off, I said, no, 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 <laughs> no, don't even, don't even go down that road." That was a joke. I don't need to hear the answer to that because, quite frankly, I know the answer to that. I'm not throwing for 300 yards a game every Sunday in Dallas. You know what I do on my Sundays? I go to Factors Deli. I get a spinach omelet, whole wheat toasted bagel with cream cheese, have a cup of coffee, and then go watch Dak Prescott on my couch while I drink a couple White Claws. So to be quite frank with you, spare me on answering that question. Yeah, let me let me let me go pull around my Honda CRV around Valet right now. Let's get the check and hop up on out of here. Dak Prescott. Now I she 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 admitted that it's it's an open relationship with him. So I don't think he's going to be changing his his relationship status on Instagram or Facebook. But I but but I mean I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe we all just go to dinner one night. That'd be kind of neat, no? I'd do like a like a order of hummus for the table and me, you, and Dak just out and about. Do, do they play the Rams anytime soon where he can come this way? Maybe I could find a good deal to Dallas. We can go together. I mean, there's something we could work out. Long story short, haven't heard from her in two weeks. That looks to be the end of that. However, just keep in mind, Dak Prescott has not been playing good football since this occurred. It just, I, I, it, was, it was incredible. It was really him. This is no joke. He popped up on the phone. I see her going to the stadium every weekend. Fascinating. Yeah, what does he have that I don't? She kind of like cocked back in her chair. She goes, well, first off, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we are not going down that road. Anywho, moving on. Bobby went to the zoo this week. Some of these trips, like the deep sea fishing and the, the zoo that I just went to, Supercuts, Haircuts, I kind of am now just doing it for the podcast because I just know it's going to be instant material. Like, I just said, fuck it. Like, I'm going to go. Like, there's a 20-minute segment at least if you take me to the zoo. I win. What a blast the zoo is. You know, I think, I think zoos kind of get overlooked. Like, it's something you do once every, like, 10 years. It's a good fucking time. I was screwing around with the giraffes, the birds. They, I mean, they got all types of shit at the zoo. They even have like arcade games there. So I was, I was playing the, um, the deer hunter. I was playing deer hunter next to like a thing of black pandas. It was really bizarre. Like the panda cage was next to me, and then next to the cage was one of those deer hunter arcade games. So just in case if you get tired of looking at the animals, you could just go shoot them in the arcade game. It's very strange. But anyway, so we're going through the zoo, and I needed something to eat. We stop at this little hut that they got right there. So in between, like, the mammals and the lions, 
it's just like a little little hut where they're dishing out like hot dogs, pastrami sandwiches was on the menu. I got myself a pastrami sandwich, probably the best pastrami sandwich I might have ever had. And that may be a bold statement, but it's true. It was unbelievable. Like the zoo, the, the animals were not even there as far as I'm concerned. I was so just, I had tunnel vision for this pastrami sandwich. And it made me think, like, I, the, the zoo's not far away from my apartment. Can I now go back for that pastrami sandwich? Like, do I have to get a ticket every time for the zoo just to go in and get the sandwich? They're not on Uber Eats. They're not on Postmates. So I went to the guy and I said, sir, I got a question. Great pastrami sandwich. How do I go about making this, you know, a once a week thing? He goes, well, you got to come to the zoo once a week. Yeah, I said, I get that, but I can only pet the uh, the sheep and look at the drafts for so long and pay top dollar just to get the pastrami sandwich. Can we do some sort of compromise here where I just walk directly to the pastrami sandwich and then be on my way? I said, I'll have to speak to my manager. Oh, okay, let me guess, your manager's in Bermuda too. But as I'm rolling through the zoo, I, I, I'm wondering, the zoo keepers, there's a bunch of them. But they're kind of stationed each on their own cage, I guess you could say. Like one guy's in charge of the alligators. One guy's in charge of the deer. Somehow they got deer inside the zoo. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was a thing. One guy's in charge of the bird cage. So what I'm wondering for the zookeepers, let's say one of them call in sick. Does somebody have to then step up and get the alligator cage? You know, or maybe they're union union employees. So maybe somebody's that in the panda cage and has to now cover the alligator cage as well. Do they get paid more for that? Is it in their contract that if the panda keeper calls out, that he could oversee both the alligator cage and the panda cage? I don't know. It's just, it's something I was thinking about. There's kids running around with cotton candy, enjoying the animals, and this is the shit I'm thinking about. I'm calling over the zoo keeper to the cage. I got a quick question for you. Anybody ever call out for their shifts in the zoo? How, how, how does that go about? He goes, I don't really know. They don't really call out. But uh, in other words, have you tried the pastrami sandwiches over by the alligator cage? I said, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. I'll be back tomorrow. I mean, the zoos, I, I, it's just, Bobby goes to the zoo. I walked in there. I said, there is no way we are not getting a podcast segment out of that. So any zookeepers that happen to be listening to the Brilliantly Dumb Show, call in. We'd like to know. If you have a fellow colleague call out, do you take over their cage or do you just say, fuck them, they're screwed? The panda aren't eating today. Their caretaker called out. That's their loss. You got to look out for your own here at the Los Angeles Zoo. Anywho, moving on. There's this company that I work with, Grace, that what they kind of do, they kind of act as like an agent per se. Pretty much companies come to them and pitch their product to them and then ask them to bring aboard an influencer that they work with. And like they get a certain cut out of it, then the influencer goes and that's some ads for, for that company, and they're kind of like the middleman there for you. So the company I work with, they're really good to me. 
and I got a really good relationship with my main contact from that company. His name is Brandon. And he calls me the other day and he says, look, Rob, there's this event that, that we're hosting for the influencers that we have. We're hosting a brunch for you guys. It would really mean a lot if you could come. Sunday afternoons, all I want to do is watch football. I, I go about my week accordingly just so I could spend all Sunday afternoon watching football. So the last thing I want to do is go to brunch with 15 influencers, as we, as we call them. Like, it doesn't get any more L.A. than that. Yeah, what are you doing? I'm out to brunch with 15 influencers right now. We just hit a Pilates and a spin class. We're going to go get a green juice and head over to, a, to brunch. They do a good vegan omelet. This is great. So I expressed to Brandon. I said, we're very close. So I said, look, I, I got no interest in going. I'm going to go for you. But I just want to put it on the record that I have no interest in this right now. Even if it was on a Wednesday afternoon, I would still have no interest. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. I go. I, I'm the, like the first one at the table. Of course, everybody's an hour late. I'm old school. I'm five minutes early. If you're on time, you're late. If you're five minutes early, you're on time. So that was me. First guy that walks in had a supreme fanny pack for the first influencer. That's like the thing now are fanny packs. They used to be made fun of, and now it's like a trend. So I had to sit with Mr. Supreme and his fanny pack for like 10 minutes and strike up some conversation in the middle of kickoff, trying to watch the games that are behind the bar. But everybody starts rolling in. And a couple of the faces I knew because I've seen them online and their videos. And I'm not going to say a name, but there was a girl there who's got 2.1 million followers. Mind you, out of all the influencers that were there, I had to have the lowest amount of following. These guys had 70,000 followers when they were like five years old. It's like, you know, I was like a nobody to them. But what I found fascinating with this girl influencer, I'm going to try and refrain from that word because it's such like a frowned upon word. You just immediately get laughed at when you say you're an influencer. But I don't know what else to call it. But she had like 2.1 million followers. I knew exactly who she was. She's gorgeous. But the funny thing is she brought her boyfriend and you would never know from her page that she has a boyfriend. So I found it very fascinating. She told me that, you know, they know about getting in the algorithm and when to go on Instagram live, when to post, best time to post, all that stuff. So I, I don't know anything about that. I just, if I have a video, I post it. I don't care what time of the day it is. So I was actually learning a lot. But she said that she can't put her boyfriend who was there, she was talking like he wasn't, in the, on her page because not as many people would follow her. Because for some odd reason, the, the, the freak shows that comment on her pictures think they actually have a shot at her by putting the heart emojis and all that good stuff. So they want to follow and then tell their friends to follow. And if there's a boyfriend, nobody's going to follow. So I found it kind of interesting. But the guy she was with was awesome. He was such a cool guy. He knew he totally outkicked his coverage. Like, I, I, I mean, to be flat out honest, if you were looking at them as a couple... It, it was a steal for him. Like I, I, Right when I had a chance to, when she wasn't around, I was like, how the fuck did you pull that one off? And he was laughing. Like he, he, he understood his place in the relationship, and it made it very refreshing. He was a lot of fun. He just he got it. He understood. 
So uh, throughout the breakfast or the brunch, per se, she's throwing a lot of zingers at him, like really taking some cheap shots. And in the beginning, it's like, all right, like, you know, <laughs> with what the circumstances this guy has, he, he's got it pretty good. OK, he can afford to take a couple zingers. He's going to have to wear that one. You know what I mean? You got to be able to take it. And he did, but she kept going and she kept grilling at this kid who was her boyfriend. She has him like standing up on the chair to take a picture of her. And then he didn't put it in portrait mode. So she threw a fit. She's reaching over to his plate to take some of his hash browns when he doesn't approve of it. You know, the kid was just taking a beating. So I I started to feel a little bad for him, but nothing to where I was going to say something. Finally, she gets up to go to the bathroom and the kid turns to me and he goes, hey, Rob, he goes, I know most of the people here have no idea who you are and that's okay. I just want to let you know, I'm a huge friend of the pod. Love your work. Loved what you did with the Reach episode. I said, wow, well... Well, thank you very much. Some tells me you're not going to get the reach when this bill comes out. He's like, nope, probably not. But immediately when he said that, like parent mode starts to kick in where you, you want to defend the kid. As soon as he told me he was a friend of the pod, I pretty much said to myself, this girl's not firing one more zinger at this guy without me saying something. I became very protective of him as soon as he said the friend of the pod part. So we finally get the check, and the girl says, let's go back to the apartment. That, that was word for word. Let's go back to the apartment. So, I, you know, I'm having a good time. Bottomless mimosas were flowing. I said, all right, fuck it. I'll go back for a little. Catch the 1 o'clock games. So we go back. We all Uber. We get back to her place. And all is fine and dandy. She's kind of giving like us, us a tour of, her, of the apartment there. And it was strange. She's got like no furniture. The mattress in her bedroom is just in the middle of the floor. It's not even like hanging up by something. Like for a girl with 2.1 million followers, her apartment was a wreck. So one of the influencers says to her, she goes, well, uh, how long have you guys been dating? She goes, well, we've been together for three years, but it would have been four if he wasn't so afraid of commitment. And finally, that, that, that was the last straw for me. I, ha I had seen enough of the zingers. Uh, it was time to protect my friend of the pod. So I just thought, I go, commitment? Commitment? And I think that everybody else is still going to be like talking so only she could hear me. But I kind of just had the floor. For the group of 15, all the eyes were on me. They're like, where's he going with this one? I said, Commitment? You don't even have a bed frame for your mattress, okay? We waited 25 minutes for you to order your eggs Benedict, and every single person in that room knew exactly what you were going to order. I knew from the time I met you that you were going to order the eggs Benedict. I could have just put in the order for you. You've had the same furniture in your Amazon shopping cart for about two weeks. We had to hear you talk about it for 20 minutes. There's nothing in your refrigerator right now, and you want to talk about commitment? My apologies if my friend here is a little afraid of commitment. I'd be a little afraid, too, if the girl I've seen didn't have a bed frame. I mean, when you host people, what do you just give them the four Yo Play yogurts you have in your refrigerator? 
and then just sip on some Poland spring waters. All right? Bet you come over to my man's place. He's got cheese and crackers, a little Pinot Grigio. Please spare me on the whole commitment talk here, girl. And everybody just pauses. And, and throughout me saying this, the kid's just in the back just shaking his head like, no, 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 no. And I don't know if he's like shaking his head like, yeah, you know what? This guy's right. I'm walking out of these doors. I could do better. And then finally I said, I mean, look at your living room. You got a poster of Dante Culpepper on the Vikings and then a Jets plaque. What were you, born in New York and raised in Minnesota? Haven't heard that one before. Commitment. And everybody just pauses and she looks at me and she goes, yeah, well, you'd be right if this was my apartment. And I was like, oh, God, it's his apartment. And he puts his hand up and he goes, it's mine. And everything just stayed quiet. And I was just like, fuck. It's like, well, uh, you know, I love what you did with the carpet here, though. My God, that is some good living room carpet there, my man. Anywho, folks, I got to go ahead and Uber, so I will uh, I will see you later. I'm going to go catch the uh, second half of the 1 o'clock games. Do you all have a good one? Um, if you want to collab at some point on one of your workout videos, by all means, you have my number. There you go. I'll be on my way. You know, and all I was trying to do was protect the friend of the pod. That's all I was trying to do. As soon as he mentioned that, I was just ready to pounce. So I I don't think you'll see any collabs uh, with this girl. And Brandon, I apologize for that. Um, But I showed up to the brunch as promised. Got a little bit of football in and here we are. Moving on. Hold on, folks. Do not go anywhere just yet. I know I'm not going anywhere. Grace Ibrahim definitely isn't going anywhere either. We just have to interrupt this show to let you know that the Brilliantly Dumb show is brought to you by Postmates. Postmates does anything and everything, but Postmates doesn't just deliver your standard burgers and sushi. They make my life easier. You could send these guys to grocery stores. I've seen a couple at the Staples Center. If you like the Staples Center Cracker Jacks, send your Postmates delivery guide to Section 116 for some Cracker Jacks. They do everything, and now for a limited time, Postmates has given you listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days if you type in promo code BROBIBLE. One word, B-R-O-B-I-B-L-E. That's code BROBIBLE for $100 of free delivery credit. No minimum purchase. Anything you need, anytime you need it. Postmate it. Moving on. You know what I want to talk about real quick? When it comes to dates, this was my first date with this gal. Okay? So the first thing I don't like about a first date is when they put the menu down. You never have time to look at the menu. Because you got to be involved in conversation. You got to show that you could keep the conversation flowing, especially on the first date. Five dates in, I'm scanning that whole menu, top to bottom. But when you're on your first date, you really can't talk while if you're really looking at the menu. So I like to announce, like, hey, just to let you know, you know, I'm going to take a look at the menu for a minute or so. There might be a little bit of a silent pause for a couple minutes while I figure out what I want to get. 
You know, you never have time to really the the waiter comes. I just fucking panicked. You know, you just you just throw out a random order that you're you're not really into. I ordered tamales. I haven't had a tamale since <laughs> maybe I was twelve years old. I mean, but the thing, and and I I think I speak for all guys on this segment. What really, really grinds my gears, you go on your first date, you know as a guy, you're paying. That's established. You know it, she knows it, the waiter knows it, everybody knows it. But all I ask is when the check comes out, you give what we like to call the reach on the men's side of things in the burger family. We call the reach. When the check comes out, just show that you have some sort of intention on paying the bill, on splitting it half. Now, I'm going to shut it down right out of the gate. Right when I see you reach, I'll shut it down. Don't worry about that and say, no, 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 I got it, especially day one. But you got to show the reach. If I don't see the reach, we got problems. Whether that reach is going into the purse for the CC or if that reach is just going to the check just to see what it is, that's fine. Show the reach. My dad called me in the morning. First thing he said to me, he knew I was on a date. Next morning, doesn't even say hello. Just, did you get the reach? Said, no, dad, I didn't. I did not get the reach. Said, yep, not for you. If you get the reach, you get the round two. But you got to show some sort of inclination That you came here to dinner expecting that you might have to go halves on this thing. Didn't get the reach. Not sure if we'll be around two. Time will tell. Not on my dad's good side if he didn't get the reach. Anywho, moving on. Grace, this one's bizarre to me. I was watching Good Morning America. They had a family of 15 on the show. Michael Strahan was interviewing them. But, but the reason that they were there was not because they were a family of 15. They were there because they were doing charities to help what's going on in the Amazon forest with all the fires. Which, by the way, is just awful. It really is. But, but they brought on a family of 15. Okay? So th- I don't even think that they were prepared for 15 people to come out. 13 kids all by the same mom and dad. So the Good Morning America staff was like scrambling to find couches. And I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Usually on the set, they got it all ready to go. You know, imagine somebody walking out on Oprah Winfrey's stage on the Oprah show or coming out on the Ellen show. And and the producers and all the workers are just scrambling to find furniture to put all these people on. 15 people. You had one kid, he was sitting on a bar stool. One was sitting on a chair. There was five of them on a couch. They were just throwing all types of furniture on the stage. I couldn't believe it. But the most bizarre thing, though, it, it, it was never addressed by Michael Strahan how bizarre it was that there was 15 of them there. All, all they were talking about was the, the, the Amazon rainforest and the fires, the charity that they were doing. Which, yeah, that was great, but if I'm doing the interview, at some point, I'm going to mention the fact that there's 15 of you sitting in front of me. All the same blood. Yeah, maybe throw in like a sex joke, like, wow, mom and dad, you stayed busy, huh? (laughs) Well, you know, something. Strahan didn't even mention it. 
and he went through every single name too. So, yeah, guys, we're going to bring on the Baker family, and with Mr. and Ms. Baker, we have Rick, Timmy, Sarah, Billy, Tommy, Lara, Sarah, Franklin, Johnny, Walker, Lauren, Steve, Jacqueline, and the Bakers. It's like, holy shit. I'd be like, first off, uh, Mr. Baker, you named your son Johnny and Walker. Any relation to the liquor? The, bo- the bottle of liquor that we tend to get smashed up on when we're feeling a little frisky? It's like, no, well, you know, I had a ninth, and I named him Johnny, and then when the tenth came along, I pretty much just said, fuck it, why not name him Walker? I think that'd be kind of cool. But it's actually separate names. That's son nine and son ten. It's like, holy shit, Mr. Baker. But these kids were, were pretty much similar in age. I mean, there wasn't like you would expect one guy would be 41, and then there'd be a two-year-old. The big brother carrying the two-year-old in the stroller. This, this was, un- I've never seen anything like this. You have any questions I had? Imagine that family's bathroom. Seriously, what's the toothbrush situation in the Baker family bathroom? I mean, you gotta have a friggin' shelves. You gotta have a whole dresser to install each person's toothbrush. And mind you, speaking of toothbrush, that's a lot of Colgate toothpaste. Holy shit. Imagine working for Verizon, you're a salesman for Verizon. The, the only thing I would be doing, if I'm Jack from Verizon, is just targeting in on getting the Baker family sale. Imagine you get 15 phones in one sale. Let me tell you, if you're making commission off that, you could head to Hawaii for the rest of the year. You just sold 15 phone lines. Just take a hiatus. That's your yearly commission right there. Target it on the Bakers, whatever you got to do. Holy shit, poor Mr. Baker. I mean, these were all the questions that I had rolling through my head. I couldn't even focus on the Amazon. You ever see the movie Cheaper by the Dozen? There's like 12 of them. The producer of that was probably watching this like, fuck me. Should have scratched that script, my bad. Didn't know I was undercutting my uh, movie Cheaper by the Dozen there. But seriously, you imagine Mr. Baker? You imagine going to Rick's game? Go to his basketball game? I'd be like, look, Rick, I'm going to be here for one possession because Timmy's got a soccer game. Sarah's playing lacrosse. I got to take Billy to school. Uh, Tommy's got football. Lara's having issues at home. I need to meet with Sarah's teacher. Franklin starts Trader Joe's shift at 10 a.m. Lord knows what the fuck Johnny and Walker's doing. I got to teach Lauren how to drive a bike. Steve how to drive a car. And Jacqueline, I just, I don't know. I got something to do with Jacqueline. I forgot. It's like, so when you get the rock, you better shoot this motherfucker or I'm gone. Okay, I'm here for one possession. Don't just pass it back to the point guard and get back on defense. Because by the time you're back on defense, I'm over at Timmy's game. Like, holy shit. I don't know, Grace. I, 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 I'm sorry. I just wanted to add that to my segment because I found this bizarre. I could not once was it mentioned like, wow, look at the size of this family here. Franklin, sorry, the only thing we had for you was a bar stool. I apologize. I, I mean, whoa, but I mean, it was a great interview, but I just, that's all I could think about. Wow, that got me kind of riled up. Anywho, moving on. We're going to go ahead and keep this thing moving on. Grace, my buddy, uh, he he just proposed to his girlfriend. 
we found that on Instagram. He didn't even let us know that, that it was going to go down. I don't know if I'm not in the circle that would know before it goes down that it's going down, but I found that on Instagram. So I, I kind of want to confirm and ensure my place in the wedding. But we're 26 years old, so me and my friends, we don't really, we're kind of new to the wedding game. We don't know, you know, do, when do, do we start planning the bachelor party now? Do we look for tickets? Where's the wedding going to be? Do we start, you know, looking at venues? Do we have to go with him to look at venues? We don't know how it all works. So I got a group chat going to kind of just get this thing started which I would like to think is going to kind of assure my position and not just the wedding, but definitely the bachelor party. That's what I'm really gunning for. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take the initiation here. Let me get the party started here. We weren't going anywhere. I, I mean, we just couldn't get anything done. People were shooting the shit in the group chat. There was 10 of us. So I said, here's what I'm going to do to make it interesting. Let me at least come out with some lines for you guys that we could bet on. So instead of planning all of that to kind of ease all the stress of wedding planning for him, I started putting out odds. Like how long would they be together? That's sitting at under over six and a half years. Some slam the over, some slam the under. Odds on best man at the wedding. Odds on under over how long the best man's wedding speech is going to be. 8 minutes 32 seconds right now is the under over. We're having the time of our lives with this thing now. The, 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 the different things you can now bet on going into my friend's wedding is just sheer madness. That's what we're doing. Thank God he's not in the group chat. I'd like to think he takes the over of six and a half years. But he's from my, my good town. Shout out, home turf, hometown, Randolph, New Jersey. His dad is a very successful dentist. So I happened to ask him, I said, Alex, where are you going to do the wedding? He said, well, believe it or not, we're actually thinking about doing it at the dentistry. I said, you're going to do it at the, the dentistry? He goes, yeah, well, it's really nice outside. It's perfect for a wedding venue. Perfect for a wedding venue. What's cocktail hour going to be? What are you just going to be dishing out Crest toothpaste? Everybody's just slugging, wishing, and washing on mouthwash? We're all getting fucked up on toothpaste and mouthwash. We're going to do it at a dentistry. Now, here's the best part. He says, well, it's all going to be outside. This way, we don't. the business doesn't even have to shut down. I said, hold on, hold on. You're not just doing this thing at a dentistry. You're keeping the dentistry. You're keeping office hours are open. You're not going to shut the place down for a wedding. Could you imagine walking into an appointment that day? You're trying to tell the dentist what's wrong with you. And all you hear in the background, come on now, shout everybody now, shout, hey, hey, hey. yeah, doc, I'm, I got a cavity in my mouth, oh, 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 it hurts when I bite down now, go, oh, 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 I think it may just need a cleaning, hey, hey, hey. I mean, could you imagine going through that? I, you, I better not have to pay for that. I said, Alex, you're going to keep, you're going to keep it open. You can't do that with a full blown wedding going on. What is he going to come back into the office? Sorry about that, sir. I just had to go get a crab cake. Now open your mouth. Let's see what type of cavities we have.
You imagine he's like cleaning the guy's teeth out while he's just biting down on a crab cake? Hold on, I'll be right back. They're starting to bring out the egg rolls. You're going to keep this thing open? Holy shit, I don't know how I feel about that. You imagine? I mean, that his dad might just show up in a pair of scrubs. We're watching his son get married in a pair of scrubs. In and out between somebody's mouth. I mean, this wedding's going to be bizarre. We, I said, fuck it, why don't we just do the bachelor party at the dentistry too? I mean, at the rate we're going, we'll all get a couple cleanings. We'll order in, we'll cater in. I mean, you guys do that for lunch anyway. You know, maybe after hours, get a couple dentist strippers. I don't know how this works. Call me crazy, but I think we're all just kind of winging it at this point. But stay tuned for that, okay? You know, if the invite comes, great. I think I'm on the fence on the invite. To get invited to the bachelor party, we'll see. I mean, if the invite comes in, I'm there. With or without the RSVP, I think it'll be a zoo. But, yeah, we're going to be doing it from the dentistry. Oh, God. Anyhow. Grace, we are moving on. Holy shit, Rob. I think it's about that time. I'm just going to trouble myself here for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ask Grace segment today. Week by week. Tuesday after Friday, but really just this Friday, you find folks sending your questions, friends of the pod, wherever you are and however you are, and we try our best to answer them. I don't know where any of these questions are coming from, but I assume Middle America. So let's start with the first question. What is the most ridiculous thing about Robbie slash working with Robbie? So... Let me tell you, the uh, most ridiculous thing about working with Robbie is that you never know what you're going to get. What do I mean by this? I get sent his bits and his segments, you know, when inspiration strikes. I don't know. I don't have control over when inspiration strikes. It could be 2 a.m. It could be 2 p.m. I'm always surprised. But what surprises me even more is the title of the bits uh, that Robbie sends. So I'll be at work, I'll be in a conference meeting, in a conference room, my phone's on the table for the world to see. And I got like a 45-year-old and a 50-year-old on either side of me. And, you know, Robbie will, will send a bit in the middle of the day and it's like, Aussie tits. And I'm like, oh, what, like, what could that possibly be about? You know, uh, turns out it's just what it sounds like, you know, um, you just never know what you're going to get. Another one will be like, speaking of this episode, it's just like chicken strippers. And I'm like, did he mean to write chicken strips? Like, turns out, no, he's talking about chicken strips and strippers. So, you know, you just got to like, just go with the flow, uh, it, I look at my phone and I look at the person next to me and all that pops up is like Robert Berger, Aussie tits dot MP3. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> what do you know? Oh, sorry. My spam goes to my inbox. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, it is what it is. It's showbiz. So I don't mind it. It's just, uh, ridiculous, um, titles that I have to, I have to find a way to get through the day with. It's proved to be a challenge in the past, but it's what keeps the job very entertaining. Let me tell you that much. All right, moving on. Second question. 
All right. So second question is, what is my favorite bit on the show so far? Um, that's a great question. There's no way I can give you one. I think any episode where Robbie's parents are on absolutely crushed it, kill it. Uh, that's that's like the winner for me. I laughed through those entire episodes. But the close second and third, I would say, is probably The Reach and uh, the most recent one that I did about the sidekick bit. Only because I, I talked to him right after and I was like, I would never do that. Maybe for a dum-dum. But otherwise, number one, I think it's bullshit, so I'm not going to do it. Number two, what if it's not? I don't want to know. I think you should take uh, you should take life day by day, especially in this current climate. And that's that's those are my uh, my two bits. And then really any any episode that Robbie's parents are on, they crack me up. And I think it's just fun for all of us to listen to Robbie get roasted. Yeah, moving on. Third question. And don't worry, I only have two more questions for you guys. Third question: uh, What is Robbie like? <laughs> on the podcast compared to off the podcast. This is probably one of my favorite questions only because Robbie is the same exact person that he is on the podcast and off the podcast. Um, I mean, you it's like what you hear is what you get. Um, I was introduced to Robbie through someone that uh, we both knew from Randolph, New Jersey. And before I didn't really know Robbie that well. I'd just seen his, his videos on Instagram videos online. And they told me, what what you see on the podcast, what you're going to listen to on the podcast is exactly the type of person that Robbie is. He's always been that like goofy kid. He's always the one making jokes, uh, making everyone laugh. And I think he definitely holds true to that till this day um, from everything. And by the way, I went to like a wedding recently in Jersey and uh, met a lot of people that Robbie knew back in the day. And, and I kid you not, everyone said the same exact thing to me. I mean, the guy is meant to do this. Um, he's he's always been hilarious. So it's a real pleasure to be on board the brilliantly dumb train. It's great. It's a good time. Anywho, moving on to the last question. Uh, I liked this question. I thought it was great for the four of you that would like to know what is my background and what's my, like, what do I do? What's my goal out of all this? Great questions. Great questions. Um, if you see my Instagram, I, I write, I'm 150% Middle Eastern. Let me tell you why. There's not one ounce of my blood that's anything else. Like, I don't, I don't even want to do these, like, DNA tests or you know you can get like those kits and you mail your dna or whatever and they tell you like all these different parts and everyone always like discovers like oh wow i'm part german and i'm part this i'm part that i mine is gonna be like a country in the middle east another country in the middle east and i mean it's it's straight middle eastern so i'm from jordan it's in the Middle East. Uh, for those of you who don't know where that is, it's where Indiana Jones was filmed and Petra. Everyone always knows Petra every time I say Petra or really just the queen. They know who I'm talking about. Um, and in our desert, in our Wazi Rum desert, um, Transformers was filmed. The Martian was filmed out there. Um, so we have some cool stuff going on. The Dead Sea is in Jordan. It's, it's For those of you that don't know, it's the lowest part of the earth. Um, and you could float in the water because it's so salty. Just a little fun facts, just in case you guys wanted to travel over there when this is all over. Um, hit me up. I'll give you all the hot spots. But yeah, I'm, I'm 100% um, Middle Eastern, and it works for me, you know? Everyone always says I sound like uh, I'm from 
New York. I'm from Jersey. I'm a New York Italian. I'm Jersey Italian. I think I have that. I have that honorary blood in me. But um, no, not you know, not from the U.S. Not from anywhere around here. I'm from a different continent entirely. And what do I do? I'm basically a producer of all sorts of things. Uh, right now, I'm really into podcasts. Um, as you guys see, I, I, this is one of my biggest shows. Um, I like to produce whatever it may be, whether it's films or short films or documentaries or just commercials, ads. Um, I do a lot of highlight videos. I work with a lot of fighters. I train jujitsu and, and boxing and all that. So I know a lot of people in that realm and I love doing features on them and stuff. Um, it's a good time, but the main goal for me is to go into producing and directing. Yeah, I want I want to be Tarantino. I want to be Scorsese. I want to be all these people. So look out for me. Maybe you see me. Maybe you won't. Um, hopefully you do. But don't forget that this is episode 50. It's been awesome doing this with you guys. Uh, we uh, honestly couldn't be here without you. I know Robbie always says that, but I think it's I think it's important to keep saying over and over, uh, we would not be where we are without all the friends of the pod. Everyone is a friend of the pod until you're not. <laughs> Just kidding. Everyone's a friend of the pod. Love coming back to you guys every week. And let's keep this train moving. Take care now, folks. 